News Radio 700 WLW. Glad you are with us invariably in, at some point in your life, if not frequently, maybe like every day, you will order something from Amazon. Amazon has become the number one distributor of goods throughout the world. And in this country, uh, Amazon has exploded. They're into everything now. But by and large, people will see something online. They buy it. They have it delivered. It's very convenient. Uh, during the pandemic, stores were closed. It was the way most people did their shopping. You belong to their prime club. You pay so much a month, and things are delivered free, sometimes overnight. You get some television programs just uh, along with it. And fact of the matter is, uh, Amazon, from the outside looking in, looks like the company. But what's going on at Amazon? It seems to have trouble retaining a lot of its workers, so much so that it's doubled, doubled its maximum base salary that it is paying some of its higher-end employees. Stephen Pope is an expert on Amazon. He has become an international thought leader and visionary on Amazon. And uh, he can share a lot of the secrets you might hear on his podcast with us right now. Stephen, how are you on this glorious Monday? Happy Monday. Thank God it's Monday. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm a thank God it's Monday guy instead of Friday. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Thank, at my age, it's thank God it's any day. But um, <laughs> but the fact of the matter is, I look at Amazon, the drivers, They you know, they got their own trucks. They got a uniform. They seem to be happy. They go from door to door. Uh, clock in, clock out. They're just dropping packages off. Uh, and yet uh, we see that they have trouble retaining employees, and we hear stories of a union vote that's coming up. What's going on at Amazon? Why isn't everybody happy there? Well, I think they're happy with the pay, and I think they're happy with the benefits. But I do think that the competition is much stiffer today for talent than it ever has been. And so there's a little bit of pushback on Amazon right now. Uh, you know, I talk to people that work at Amazon all the time, and there's just a very different culture. And, and the people that I know are going to be more so on the corporate track than, say, in the warehouse or the delivery guy that you mentioned. Right. But, you know, they, there's some crazy things like 60, 70-hour work weeks and, hey, somebody keeps whiskey on the desk at the office, right? <laughs> it's because the pressure at Amazon is enormous. Right, so like they used to fire 10% of their lowest staff even as early as last year, and they would do that every year. It was a culling event, right? And and they don't do that anymore because they are desperate for talent. Everybody is. In my personal estimate, I think there's about 50,000 jobs that are short in the Amazon space. Wow. And wow. and and that's that's a lot of jobs. Yeah, it to is. Be short it, in the space. Was it a question of getting too big too quickly? I, I don't know if I think that's the case. You know, it, I, I think that Amazon is a monopoly. There's no doubt about it, right? And and if I if I could meet Jeff Bezos right now, I would probably crack a joke. I would say, hey, how does it feel to be the second most important Amazon guy in the world? Because I, <laughs> I, I outrank him on Google for the term Amazon guy. But but after I crack that joke, I, I would immediately shake his hand and say, thank you, Jeff Bezos, because you helped me create 175 jobs. And, and if we all think about it, right, like Amazon is half the economy. They have 1.1 million jobs that they currently do in the United States. But in reality, half of us are employed in one way or another directly because of Amazon. 
It's crazy the amount of vertical control they have. Yeah. yeah. Well, they're this into everything. They're into everything. Not just, obviously, not they just are. package delivery. They're into um, content for um, entertainment uh, platforms. They're, they're, they've moved into groceries. I they've can't wait for Lord of the Rings drugs. to come out. <laughs> yeah. Lord of the, yeah, Lord of the Rings starring Jeff Bezos. Um, I just, I'm just wondering. I'm just, uh, but, but, but again, I'm wondering. They, they pay their factory workers. I, I see in September they they uh, up the the uh, the salary for an average factory worker to eighteen dollars an hour. I mean that's not great, uh, but it beats a lot of uh, some of the jobs there are, for example, in the food service industry. Um, so this sounds like if it's not too big too soon, and if it's um, not uh, particularly. Uh, a poor late, a poor poor dollar amount per hour sounds to me like 18 uh 60 70 80 hour weeks whatever the number is it just sounds like there's complete employee disregard at some level with Amazon does it not sound sound that way to you I, I don't think it is employee disregard per se I, I think that Amazon was able to get away with what they did the amount of pressure they put on people because there weren't good alternatives once the pandemic hit, though, all the remote jobs that opened up, all the corporate culture that is that is allowing people to stay at home in their pajamas, you're going to make half as much doing it being remote, but you're going to be two, three, four times happier because you're not spending an hour commuting because you don't have high-pressure demanding hour-by-hour uh, -hour meetings in the Amazon corporate space. Or let's say you're you're at the warehouse, right? Maybe you don't want to piss in the bottle to make your numbers today, right? Mm -hmm. like, like that's a real story. Like some, some guy had to piss in a bottle to make his quarterly, weekly, and daily numbers. So, so there's, there's a lot of pressure to hit the, you know, the venture capital numbers of the world, right? Amazon grew to what it did based on big, hairy, audacious goals. Big, hairy, audacious goals. Now, what do you make of this? And, again, this was on Fortune dot com last week uh more than doubling amazon more than doubling the maximum base salary it pays to, pays to employees to three hundred and fifty thousand from a hundred and sixty who's making three hundred and fifty thousand dollars at amazon this is going to be the corporate employees that i alluded to and these are the guys i can speak to best these are the guys that help uh behind the scenes you never hear about them uh, they, they're the they're the sales managers trying to help enroll Amazon brands to sell on the Amazon platform to begin with, and and by the way, it's ridiculously hard to sell on Amazon. There's a lot of challenges that people just take for granted, like hey, I just get my two-hour Prime now, right? Two days wasn't fast enough for me. Well, that was Prime now, <laughs> yeah. right? One day, and then it was two hours, and then it's just amazing the amount of delivery and vertical control Amazon has. Yeah. Um, and, and I don't think anybody's going to catch up to them anytime soon, yeah. right? Like I thought Walmart would, you know, Walmart bought jet. They tried to integrate all that tech, but their, their system just wouldn't integrate. Like, I don't, I don't know the last time you went to Walmart grocery pickup. What an awful experience, yeah. Yeah. right? No, like, uh, yeah. You're hanging around for 20 or 30 minutes. Yeah. It was actually Friday. To Target, but yeah. It was actually Friday, but yeah, I know what you're talking you about. Did. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah. So, so how was it? Was did, did they immediately come out and give you your stuff, or did you well, have to wait for like twenty? No, you had to wait, and and I attribute some of that to perhaps the struggle to retain or to hire employees. My guess is Walmart is in the same boat as as Amazon. Is that it's 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 difficult in this day and age to retain employees, and so those that do work or those that do show up for work are asked to do more. 
I think that's just the way it is in the country anymore, don't you? I think it's an excuse for Walmart to not be able to have instantaneous two-minute delivery when somebody shows up at the building. Like, I think it's unacceptable. Target pulls it off, right? Like, go to Target, they do it. Yeah. So, so clearly, if one one business can do it, the others can. They're just choosing not to, right? Like, it, it's all about extreme ownership to hit metrics. That's how you hit those big audacious hairy goals. That's how Amazon grew to what it was. It, you know, it has hundreds and hundreds of facilities across the country doing all of this delivery and logistics, right? And you know, I used to work for a company called Nisbet's Restaurant Equipment Company. And they bought a warehouse in Baltimore, Maryland, $5 million warehouse. And they assumed that they could run the same business that they ran in the United Kingdom, uh, where they were the number one business restaurant equipment company. They came to the States and didn't realize how freaking big our country is. The logistics to get something from point A to point B is enormous. That particular business I worked for went under, by the way. And, and, And Amazon was able to solve a problem that no other company could prior to its time. It should get credit for that. Now, are, are, are there unhappy employees because they've been overworked and overburdened and now they have more options? That's what I think is happening, right? Like, I, I think that – I don't think the union that they're trying to build is going to get them more pay or more health benefits. They have that. Mm-hmm. But what it might do for them if, if, if that union came to be would be having a, a number of hours that they're limited to and they can't go over. Yeah. I think that's probably what they'll go for. Yeah. Stephen, Stephen Pope, our guest, we're talking about Amazon uh, doubling wages for some folks in the executive branch and uh, a possible unionization of, of workers. Well, listen, hey, I, 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 belong, I, I belong for many, many years to a union. And if I saw somebody in the front office, management or whatever, getting their pay doubled, and I'm downstairs and I'm, you know, I'm working these 60, 70-hour weeks, you bet I'd want, if I didn't have a union... I would want to unionize, but I also know that Amazon is owned by one of the richest people in the world, despite his impending divorce, one of the richest people in the world, um, and that it it generates a lot of profit. Why can't each other, unions get, or union movements get squashed all the time? Why wouldn't Bezos do that? I I think they're trying to. Um, I I think that they can argue that, hey, you have all these health and benefits. Why do you need a union? What does it do for it? It's going to be hard for the union to articulate a cause unless they have some metrics or specific things to do that. I also think that Amazon is raising that base pay from 160,000 to 350K because there's a lot more competition coming in to vie for that talent. I'll give you one example. Mm There's things called Amazon aggregators. These are businesses that are coming in and swooping in with venture capital. $13 billion has entered the space in the last 24 months. I've been tracking it myself at amazonaggregators.com. And big companies like Thrasio, Perch, Heyday, these are coming in and they're buying all these Amazon brands. Well, what happens when you pull all of these uh, brands together? You need some people to run it. So what they're doing is they're trying to tap the Amazon talent, the executives, who worked at Amazon, and they're just doubling their salaries and, and, and hook, line, and sinkering them over. And they can afford to do that because there's no safe place to put money right now. There's no safe place to invest. So Amazon-only brands, these are brands that were born on Amazon, have the ability to deliver um, once you make an investment in them. Mm-hmm. So, so these Amazon aggregators are taking talent from Amazon. The Amazon talent pool is taking less money and working for remote businesses and, and there's just not a lot of incentive or need to work at Amazon without, without you know, they, they got to increase the incentives. Yeah. 
And, and, and obviously, uh, your podcast deals with a lot of that. What, what is your what, what is your podcast? Where do we find it? YouTube.com slash my Amazon guy. I've created 900 videos of content where I talk about how to grow sales on Amazon. And, and I get a couple of special pet projects here and there. One of them was the Amazon aggregators that I talked about. And it's because, you know, $13 billion just randomly shows up in your space and you're like wondering, like, how's that going to impact me? Right. So, <laughs> yeah, right. so I've been tracking it to see what happens. Yeah. And um, I, I think there's going to be a lot of changes in the Amazon space here. Yeah. And, and uh, my Amazon guy, my Amazon guy dot com is where they where people can find you. This is fascinating stuff. It really is uh, how things appear from the outside, not necessarily what they are on the inside. Um, 30 seconds handicap. Will Amazon unionize? Will it be successful? I, I don't think movement? they will. I don't think it will because I, I think that Amazon le legitimately has proven that they have high pay and good benefits. And, and somebody doesn't have to work there. They could go anywhere else they want. And so for those reasons, I, I don't think the union will work out. Uh, it's good stuff, Stephen. Uh, worth, uh, worth noting and worth listening to your podcast for sure. Stay well. I'm sure we'll visit down the road because Amazon's not going away, and it doesn't sound like you are either. Thank you. They're breaking news every other day. Well, I like, I like to consider myself the encyclopedia of Amazon, so hope to hear from you again soon. Thanks for All having right. me. Thank you, Stephen.